Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Summer. And this is The Kids Are In Bed. We are two new moms who just had babies in 2020. During that time, we leaned on each other, our limited community, and the internet. We want to share our experiences and knowledge with you guys and hopefully entertain you a little. What better time to discuss babies, sex, pregnancy, and just life than when the kids are in bed? Well... Today, we're going to be talking about marriage after baby, and that's coming right off of our episode last week where we talked about just motherhood and the truths about motherhood and how amazing motherhood can be, but also how hard it can be. And I would have to say (laughs) marriage, like just in general, plays by a very similar rule. (laughs) Marriage can be the most amazing thing, but Marriage can also be really hard, and Mm -hmm. especially when you throw in baby or babies into the mix, it kind of changes the dynamic of the marriage, or it can, and it can do that in so many different ways. I thought, let's just talk about what marriage is like after baby. Let's talk about the truths about that, because sometimes I think it can be really portrayed that marriage is like this most amazing thing and the bond that you have after you become a family and, you know, the way that your husband's going to bond with your children. We see those like beautiful highlight reels on how amazing it is. Yeah. But it's not always like that. Not every day is like that. Some days might be like that, but that is not always the truth. And so there's that look on it. But other people say like, as soon as you have a baby, your marriage is never the same and it's awful and it's hard. And I think that there's two ways to think of it, but really, in my experience so far, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of both, and it just depends on the day or the season of life. Oh, I would totally agree. It's definitely both, because I think a lot of the times it kind of <laughs> depends on which side you're on. Right. <laughs> I think it's the side you're going to stay. And so I think, but I think it's definitely both. We've had times where I'm like this is the most amazing thing and then times where I'm like what is happening what is happening um yeah but I will say marriage is definitely worth it I was just gonna say yeah just to preface all of this (laughs) with marriage is amazing (laughs) and I would say like I could not be a parent without my husband oh no no like if motherhood is hard being married, I cannot imagine what motherhood would be like as a single mom. So shout out to all the mm. single moms or single parents because I could not even imagine on my hardest days or even in the hardest days of our marriage, I lean in on my husband so much. So I could not mm-hmm. even imagine what that would be like. But surely like the marriage dynamic has changed since we've had a baby. And I think that that's yeah. really normal. I think so. And I think it, I think marriage is meant to change whether you have a baby or not. Right. Like the person I married almost five years ago is obviously not going to be the same person. Yeah. So I think, but a baby changes in a different way (laughs) can kind of accent certain parts of that change, I think as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was reading a research article and it had said that 67% of couples um, in this research study that was conducted reported a decline in their relationship satisfaction after the arrival of their first baby. 
Um, For women, that decline typically showed up six months after the birth of their baby. And for men, that Mm -hmm. decline typically showed up nine months after the baby comes home um, after that first baby. And I was kind of shocked, like 67% of couples have reported a decline. And I think it probably depends on lots of different factors, stress, Mm -hmm. stress factors and things like that. Um, But I think... All of that to say, like, it is way more common than not that your marriage shifts. And sometimes it can become a lot harder um, after your first baby or second or third. Like, just as family dynamics change, it's super common for it to happen. But it doesn't mean it's not hard. Yeah, for sure. I would be curious to know what the statistics are for the second baby. Yeah. Because I think right. that's one thing, like, our marriage changed after Ruth, but then after Rowan, it was, like, it was also different because now it wasn't, like, oh, we get a break. Like, with Ruth, I could take Ruth and he got a break. Totally. Now, now it's, like, there's no breaks. So, like, just take it all, you know? So I yeah. would be curious to see if it increased or maybe it got easier because you knew what you were doing, you know? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I think there's probably a lot more research that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had to venture to guess, I think a lot of this, especially for moms, um, would have to do with like the changes in hormones. Like I know for me, like I was a hormonal mess. Like that first two weeks was really hard. But I feel like I definitely went through ebbs and flows because all of a sudden I was like, three months postpartum and like it hit me hard and I was Mm -hmm. like man like I'm feeling depressed like really Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time that lasted a couple of months and then you for me I peaked out of it and then you kind of go back into that peak and so I think just that hormonal shift Mm -hmm. really impacted me and how I was in as a wife um and I know that moms can experience hormonal changes for up to a year after birth so it's not i think typically we think like six weeks and you're done you're cleared you're good you're good to go (laughs) but that was not the case for me and i don't think that's the case for most women no and i think at least for me when the when it says six months for women so when i'm exclusively breastfeeding rowan for the most part and Mm -hmm. when he changes his intake my hormones go crazy Mm, and totally. so when I see six months, I'm thinking, okay, they're starting solids. Your supply might dip. Like there's a lot of stuff happening at six months to where I'm like, I feel like milk intake can change. And so I know I hit a low spot at six months. And that was my theory was his <laughs> change. But yeah. it's crazy. Like your body does insane things. Cause that was something when I weaned Ruth off. I had like a huge dip and felt super depressed. And then like, like you said, ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. And so I think that's something that we don't always think about with um, like just women's bodies. We do crazy things. Seriously. <laughs> like things are changing all the time. And I think too, like maybe the first couple of weeks I was just running off of adrenaline, mm-hmm. you know, like you just have this like surge of like. I got to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, like when you crash, you crash really hard. 
and sleep deprivation and just like the physical exhaustion and the mental exhaustion and spiritual exhaustion, like everything just kind of catches up with you. And I know that for me, it definitely caused like irritability and stress. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I said, I definitely, you know, went into depression at different times. And I think at certain times it was a little bit more than baby blues. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely experienced that in the beginning, but I definitely went down further than just the baby blues for yeah. a, a period of time. And it, I think back then it was hard for me to really understand what was going on with my body and how I was feeling, that it made it hard to communicate that with my husband, you know, because I didn't really know. So <laughs> it's hard to really put it into words. And then if I did, I'd have this expectation for how he should respond or how he mm-hmm. should. It was just hard, I think, on the opposite side to really fully grasp and understand like what we're feeling, especially Definitely. because of a lot of it's controlled by hormones. Like, mm-hmm. how do you put into words something that you can only experience if you are on this side of it? Right. I know for me, a lot of the times I would just have to be like, Ryan, I am just not OK. Just yeah. know that I am not okay. I need some grace. And I totally. Because like <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I cannot tell you how I am feeling or what I am feeling. And yeah. for him, he is like a fixer, right? So he's like, well, tell me. I don't know what you're feeling. So you have to tell me how you're feeling. And I'm like, I can't. So yeah. here we are, which... <laughs> <laughs> a struggle for our marriage a little bit of like he wants to fix it and he's a very big communicator yeah and I am not the best I've gotten yeah. better so that's something that for our marriage after kids <laughs> has been a really big learning curve I think for us yeah it's and hard. I think we'll get into it more when we talk um, at a later point about like postpartum depression and anxiety and things like that. But what I have learned is that it does not just impact women. Like men and husbands can also experience the postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and things like that, which is something that like prior to this, I had zero clue about. Mm-hmm. But as reading through it, it's like, oh my gosh, like it's not just us. So it can make a lot of sense why Husbands may also experience some of that like decline in marriage because they also are going through an incredible change. And Mm -hmm. I think like selfishly, I get so wrapped up in like my feelings and what I think and what I feel. It's hard for me to take myself out of that and really reflect on like this is a huge life change for both of us as individuals. Mm -hmm. But then like the huge change in our marriage as well. It's hard to really wrap your mind around all of that, especially because it's not talked about Mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere. I don't really know if I've ever had like an open, frank conversation with other people about how much a baby can impact marriage. I don't think so either. I hadn't and I hadn't really had anyone like check in on your marriage. Does that make sense? Totally, like, yeah. <laughs> like until I was in therapy, and like I was talking to her one day, and she's like, "So how is it going with Ryan?" And that was the first time I was like, "What do you mean? Like, why are we talking about that?" Yeah, and then it hit me of like, "Oh right, like it's a team. Everything goes together." And I think it <laughs> should be checked in on way more often. Yeah, than it is. No, I definitely agree. Um, 
Because if you're not doing well, like if your cup is empty, it's really hard to pour into others, mm-hmm. whether that's your child or your husband. Um, I remember hearing someone, I can't even remember who it was, but it was actually before I was married. Someone said like in the order of like importance of your life, mm-hmm. your husband should always come before your children. Yeah. I remember like hearing that and I was like, that sounds so bizarre to me. Like mm-hmm. absolutely no way. Um, but then I got married and, you know, when you look into marriage, like from a biblical standpoint too, like it makes complete sense. But I have, when we got married, I had always vowed like, okay, in my hierarchy of like important factors, like husband is first. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's hard because your baby is so needy. And so it's like all of your attention, your energy, your love, your affection, your like immediate, what you can give goes to your baby. And so at the end of the day, I find oftentimes there's not the same level Mm -hmm. of energy, time, affection to give to my husband because my cup at the end of the day is pretty empty, you know? And if I'm not giving that to myself, it's hard to even give that to my husband. So it, it just becomes very challenging Mm -hmm. to put husband number one um but it's something that i always think back and reflect on like okay where are my priorities and how do i shift this and change this yeah and it's a hard thing too because i i struggle with that ryan was actually the first person to ever tell me that like when we were dating he was like if we get married it's god you and then the kids or what have you yeah and i was like why what and he like explained it and then we went to premarital counseling same thing um but i always forget that like he has the same view right yeah and like he's going through the same exact thing of like he's going to work he's taking care of kids and he comes home he's also exhausted and so having to meet him and both of us figure out when are we going to have time for each other mm-hmm. on the same level is even challenging yeah I agree what were some of the problems that kind of arose for you guys like after Ruth was born or the first one or just something that kind of stands out to you like what made some of those things challenging I think Besides just like irritability, because I, I don't do well without sleep. <laughs> Ryan will be the first to tell you I don't do well without sleep. Um, but it was also just kind of like figuring out different parenting styles and what we wanted that to look like. Because um, it's kind of, I mean, it's like marriage. You're coming in two people from totally different backgrounds merging together into one household, right? And now it's doing that, but you're creating a household together and raising a tiny human. Yeah. And you both have different um, backgrounds on how that is to be done. And so for us, I know, like at first it was like, do we sleep train? Do we not sleep train? Or, Mm -hmm. um, and even that I'm like, she's crying too much. Like you need to go check in or like whatever, like. All yeah. of those little things, but they build up, right? Like you're kind of like, okay, he's always doing this or blah, blah, blah. And the word always gets thrown in there too often, I think, at least for me. Yeah. <laughs> frustrated. But um, 
I think the different parenting styles was really a difficult part for us to learn. And it still comes up as Ruth gets older and um, different things keep hitting <laughs> like, oh, this is how we do this. Or um, she's two now. She has a little bit of a uh, own voice going on. Mm-hmm. Comes with own challenges there. And so figuring out what we want our parenting style to look like um and agreeing on it I think is the harder part for yeah. us so I would say that was our first like big thing and I think a lot of it was also because we didn't talk about it enough prior um but we also didn't know what to talk about yeah that's what I was gonna prior. say I think it's so hard like you have like you know before you get married or while you're pregnant you have these ideas like how you're gonna raise your child or how you're going to discipline them you kind of talk briefly about like how you were raised and what you liked and didn't like and you kind of get a good sense of like where your partner is going to be mm-hmm. but so many things come up that like you could never have even imagined or thought of you know until they come up and then you're in the middle of like a situation and you're like oh how do I respond to this like this is what I think like what do you think or sometimes you kind of just make an executive decision and then yeah. you reflect back and you're like mm, Maybe that's not the best way. Like, so moving right. forward, what do we do? I totally agree. Super hard when you are merging different parenting styles. And I have one thing that I have seen kind of float around is often like there being a primary parent um, mm-hmm. in a relationship and kind of the primary parent who does most of the discipline or makes most of the decisions. And I think that can be really hard when if you as a mother become the primary parent and you're making these like executive decisions without having conversations with your husband or you start mothering your husband and like Mm -hmm. the level of conflict that can cause, I think sometimes that can happen without meaning to or without thinking about it. Yeah. Um, And I think that that can definitely be a challenge or where you, maybe it's not intentional, but then you start feeling like you're mothering your husband about cleaning up or this or that you know it can definitely cause mm-hmm. conflict that I think you might not be expecting I think so too and I think that was <laughs> this is kind of off topic but like Ryan's involvement with Ruth I think shocked people sometimes uh-huh. like the expectation was not the same for him right mm-hmm. and so like he would take her to doctor appointments by her by himself yeah um, because of COVID and they'd be like, oh, mom's not here. Or like, they were just surprised. And it was like, he can do it. Or like, he was the primary parent that would drop the kids off at daycare and pick them up. Yeah. And that was always kind of a shock. Like there's just little things where it's like, oh, he's not expected to be the one Mm -hmm. that does it. Or even like the daycare, we always put Ryan's number first and they automatically call me first. Oh, interesting. And so it's like, there's little things sometimes I'm like, that's interesting. Or um, like parents, not parents, but like older generation, mm-hmm. they um, ask my permission or thoughts to do stuff with the kids. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting that that's kind of just the role that moms are still playing when it's not always the case. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I think like my grandparents are super shocked with how involved David is in Logan's Mm -hmm. life. Like it 
the fact that he's on the floor wrestling and playing with them or changing diapers (laughs) or doing the potty training. Like, I think that that is such a bizarre thing for them. Mm -hmm. And not even just like my grandparents, because that's an older generation, but even like the generation before that, you know, some older families or couples that we know, I think it's just a foreign concept that husbands can be so involved when it comes to raising children. And I think that that can be an incredible thing. I think that's what makes marriage so great when you have a baby, especially these days, because you really do have a partner you can rely on. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always feel like that emotionally, I think, at least for me, like I get so burnt out. Sometimes I forget that I can lean into David and say like, this is how I'm feeling. And this was hard today. Sometimes I still, even though he is right there in the thick of it, like today I just needed a nap. And I was like, I know you're busy. I know you're tired, but like, I'm going to die if I don't have this nap. Like I just need it. Yeah. And he's so gracious and like, okay, I'll watch him. You go, you go sleep. Mm-hmm. And I forget, like, I can do that with my emotions too. I can say like, Hey, I'm just really frustrated today. Or, Hey, yeah. this was really hard. Like, that is such a beautiful thing about marriage and children and raising kids together is like you really are there to bear each other's burdens, like not just when it's good, but when it's hard too. But I don't always do that. So, <laughs> you know, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm not the best at that either. Like, I don't know. It's just hard. It's also like a thing of just remembering to even think about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I find myself where I don't realize that I need certain things until it's too late. That makes yeah, sense. it does. And I think for me, it's like, it's super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's like a, the most vulnerable <laughs> state that you can be in to say like, hey, I love you. I love our children. But today is hard. And mm-hmm. I'm not liking any one of you right now. <laughs> and I just need you to like, love on me more today. Like, yeah. I think it's just a really vulnerable place to like have to admit that out loud. Okay. I think there's a lot of things like, yes, we are partners and we do this together, but it's hard to admit these things to your husband. You know, okay. it's hard to admit them to your friends or your family. And that's why these things aren't talked about very often is because it's hard. And it is a super vulnerable place to say, like, it's not always great. Yeah, because. I don't know. Instagram always gets you, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't know. You always see the couples and they're so happy. You're like, the dad comes home from work. And I'm like, I don't get it. It's not always like that. It's not always like that. (laughs) Like, like, how do they do that? But yeah, it's really hard. And I think sometimes I'm like, I should have the perfect family. Like, we should get along better. Like, everyone else is getting along better. But it's just not. It's not seen or talked about. No, and it's not the reality. And I think our reality is so warped to think one thing. And like, I know in my mind, like in my heart of hearts, like I know that not everybody's life is perfect and not everybody's marriage is perfect or the way that they're raising their kids. Like, I know that, but I don't always like feel that. Like, I don't always accept that or acknowledge that because what we see. And what we know is just so different. Like, it's hard because I don't hear, you know, husbands and wives arguing about the chores 
or feeling <laughs> fresh or feeling frustrated that the house is a freaking mess. Mm-hmm. Like I don't hear those conversations. I don't see those conversations. So when I get home and the house is a freaking mess and I'm mm-hmm. exhausted and I'm frustrated, like who do, who do you talk to? Who do you right. share that with? You know, especially if there's sometimes where your some of your frustration is towards your partner like mm-hmm. you love them to death, but sometimes there is a frustration there in that relationship. Like, what do you do with that? I mean, surely you talk, you can express those frustrations with your husband, but sometimes, you know, that's not always it. Or sometimes you're both frustrated. And sometimes, like, what do you do with some of that frustration? If you're not sharing that, it can be challenging for sure. I can and isolating, I think too. Yeah. I think that is one of the harder things of like feeling like you're the only one going through it and you don't know what to do. I think that kind of helps grow some anger and some issues as well. I think that, and for me, I think after we had kids, like we kind of talked about this on the last episode, but like friends kind of gave us space because oh you have a newborn mm-hmm. it's like the first couple of weeks like oh what do you need blah, blah blah like as much as they could with covid and then you know they kind of back off on like oh well they the baby needs to sleep or they need to do this and yeah um so then i felt or i feel like sometimes you get even more isolated in that time of life and you're also awake a lot more <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the night and you have a lot more time to think and so yeah it's a very I think especially that newborn phase is a very vulnerable time for moms and dads mm-hmm. to figure out like what you're feeling how to express it and how to deal with it together which is huge which is another thing this is also kind of side note but talking about sleep mm-hmm I had a lot of people make comments towards Ryan, especially with Ruth. Um, I'm like, oh, well, at least you're getting sleep, dad. Moms are the ones up every night like for hours. Yeah. Which was not the case for Ryan. So I always felt so bad. <laughs> when people would make those. When yeah. would make those comments. And I'm like, that's so sad. And I have to remind myself, or at least I did then, like, he is also super exhausted. Yeah. Waking up every two or three hours. Um doing that so I think both people not getting sleep also mm-hmm. when you're both when you're exhausted at the same time yeah you yeah know. certainly leads to some conflict some frustration tension mm-hmm. <laughs> irritability lots yeah lots of it oh, I would man. say like one of the biggest things that is challenging is the lack of alone time yes. and I think for two reasons, because when you are married and you have a baby, you're spending a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes this is where our frustration comes is like, it was like, I've been with you all day. Like, I need a break. And I'm like, but we haven't been together all day. Yeah. We've been in the same space. Yes. However, we haven't like spent quality time with each other. Mm-hmm. So sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to be with you. And he's like, I just want to be alone. <laughs> Or he wants to do the things that make him happy, but I Mm want to do the things that make me happy. And sometimes for me, that's being with him. And sometimes Mm -hmm. for him, that's like playing music or, you know, spending time working out or whatever that is. And so 
sometimes our priorities are different and our lack of alone time, whether that's like alone time separate or whether that's mm-hmm. alone time together. I think sometimes we have different expectations of what like the end of the day is going to look like. Yeah. And so sometimes there's frustration with like, well, this is what I was expecting today and this is what you were expecting. And now like neither of us are happy because we're both expecting different things, mm-hmm. both frustrated. And then at the end of the day, neither of us get what we want or need at that time. And so, and I think like, yes, talking about that prior is important, but I think like sometimes that's just not like logistically reasonable. Exactly. Like sometimes life happens and sometimes mm-hmm. what you think is going to happen and then you have a really like shit day and like you can't do any, you know, like your priorities change or your expectations change or what you need at the end of that day changes. But then it could happen to both of you at the same time. Like every day is different. It mm-hmm. really is. And so that's what makes it challenging. Like when you get to the end of the day and like what your wants or needs are. If they're not lining up, that can cause a lot of frustration, at least for us. No, we're right there with you. That's happened multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I think a big one, <laughs> a big one for us is the like being together versus quality time together. Yeah. Um, that's huge for us. That's something I'm the person that's like, but I want to do something with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but we did. Like we we were with each other. And I'm like, no, 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 we weren't like with each other. And I think that's um, been a big struggle too with like, even, I don't know how to say it, but like having intimate time with each other, not necessarily like sex, but just like being intimate with each other gets harder when you have a kid because you're not having like, well, we went on a date and we did all these things and it was great. It's like, no, we've been changing diapers for hours yeah. and like all of this stuff. And then you're expected to have like these nice deep moments with your husband when you're both exhausted and want to go and do something a little bit more fun. And I think that is something that was harder for us to find balance of like, are we going to invest in like having time to do the stuff that we want to be intimate? Like, again not just sex but like cuddling or like deep conversation or like a cute date night idea at home Mm -hmm. um, takes a lot more effort when you are tired and you have all this other stuff going on in your brain and even tonight Ryan was like man your mom hat is always on yeah I'm like it is and I forget sometimes to put the wife hat back on as well yeah I think that has been a challenging part of like finding the balance of like we need the intimacy and that's something that's really important but also all the other things and I don't want it to be another thing to check off the list that makes sense yeah no absolutely like you want it to be a priority but like the reality is there are lots of other things that are competing for that spot or spots Mm -hmm. and like yes certainly we could do things to like change that and make it priority but it is hard like it does take time and sacrifice and just like transitional time too Mm -hmm. like to make that decision and sometimes we're at least for me I'm not always in the right headspace to like make that decision Mm -hmm. because it takes extra time and extra effort to like 
reprioritize my life. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes like I have this expectation of like, okay, we don't go on date nights very often, mainly because of like time or, you know, babysitter or, you know, money or, you know, all of those things like big date nights are not always the priority. And so sometimes I find like, okay, like we're going to have this big romantic night date night and we're going to do this and we're going to go for drinks and dinner and we're going to spend this time together. And like the expectation is to have this like super romantic night or sex or whatever when you get home. And some like that's (laughs) even bigger or more special than, you know, usual. And then like by the time you get home, you're just so exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) Like that expectation that you have had built up like doesn't happen or doesn't happen like the way you have imagined it to. Mm-hmm. And like that can be another like ugh, frustration or like let down. And so I think like, honestly, like what I have learned is like when it comes to parenthood or marriage, like the higher your expectations, mm-hmm. the more you can be let down. And that's just the reality. It has nothing to do with like my husband because he's amazing and he has met many of my expectations and exceeded but like oftentimes life just happens Mm -hmm. and there are so many things that are out of our control you know it's it's learning to like adapt and be resilient with change because it's going to happen and so if you get frustrated every single time that things go (laughs) differently than you expect well you're just going to be frustrated a lot you know I find like every time we go on a date night. That is the one night Logan will not go to sleep. Yep. You know, or like yes. something <laughs> happens and you're like, it's like they sense it that like they mom do. and dad are leaving <laughs> and like they will not cooperate. So I remember once like we had this fancy dinner scheduled and for whatever reason that night, Logan would absolutely not go to bed. And we had scheduled this dinner for like an hour after we'd left the house. Anyway, Long story short, we missed our dinner reservation because Logan would just not get it together. And But, like, all week you have this expectation of this, like, Mm -hmm. dinner, what you're going to order and how fun just to, like, be alone. And it's like, "Er, okay, like, we're shifting, like, Mm -hmm. ready or not. But life just happens. But it can be hard, like, if you're not in that headspace to, like, go with the flow. And I think sometimes I am. Like sometimes like things hit me and I'm like, all right, let's just move on. Okay. Like let's adapt. But other times like I, I'm not that go with the flow. Like it just, it just depends. And I think for me, it depends on like my season of life Mm -hmm. when things are going well, I'm much more like, okay, you know, it happens, move on. Yeah. But when things are hard and something goes not the way I have expected, I take it much harder. I'm saying it's more like a catastrophe at that point. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Oh no, <laughs> not another thing, <laughs> not another thing. And I think a part of my issue with like date night and expectations is that I am comparing them or expecting them to be like they were pre-kids. Oh yeah. A lot of the time, you know, <laughs> like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to do all these things. It's going to be great. And then we get there and we're so tired. We don't have hardly anything to talk about because we're tired and we're just like can we go home now yeah and it's so hard because I'm like we used to have so much fun like we would do all these things like Mm -hmm. yeah that comparison factor of like pre-kids and after kids kind of gets you sometimes you know 
Yeah, because sometimes we'd be out till like 1 a.m. And mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, we got the babysitter until like 10, maybe 11. Mm-hmm. Like wrap it up, you know, like yeah. you don't have <laughs> that same freedom mm-hmm. that you do before. It is hard. Yeah. And then it's like, you got to wake up early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go to bed at 1 a.m. Your kids are still going to be up at 6. So you got to. Are you ready? Choose, right. <laughs> That's the hard part. I think that was like the biggest thing for me personally was like wanting my marriage and wanting our dates and everything to be like they were. Yes. Three kids and not, I wasn't ready for the change. Make sense? Yeah. No one talks about it. So I was like, it'll be fine. Like I had so many people tell me, you're going to fall in love with Ryan even more watching him become a dad. Yeah. Which is true. Absolutely. Absolutely true. But I also didn't realize, oh, that means like all the other stuff is coming too. Like, yeah, I'm not going to have the Ryan without a baby anymore, you know? Yeah. And you're not going to, there are times where you don't, you feel like you get put on the back burner a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, for because, sure. Because they're so in love with the children or there's so many other things that like you're not number one. Yeah, because that's the reality is like you are not the only person anymore like you used to be. And I don't think you can ever really be prepared for that. I don't think so either. And I think it is a learning curve and like figuring out your routine and like your not your roles, but like what kind of like your roles (laughs) in that parenting like positions of like, okay, this is how we communicate. This is what we do. Um, it's kind of like a tricky learning curve because you're dealing with someone's life yeah. essentially. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure, right? Like you don't want to mess it up, but you're also like, I'm only human. Yeah, totally. And I think one of the, like the hardest things is like the solutions to all of these things Mm -hmm. are hard to do. So like, you talk about like what's important and like how to make your husband priority again. Like you start with date night and you make mm-hmm. intentional time with each other. And like, yeah, that's so easy to right. do like in theory, mm-hmm. but in reality, you like you get to a spot. It's like, okay, in your mind, like making this intentional time, but in the back of your mind, it's like, oh my gosh, like the kitchen's a mess or oh my gosh, this or that, or like we have to like plan ahead and mm-hmm. you know like making that intentional time is not always the easiest thing because i might be ready for intentional time but maybe he doesn't have the energy to do that right this night. and then you kind of get at least for me i'm like the level of planning it's like in my mind i want things to be natural and i want things to flow mm-hmm. and i don't want to have to put on the calendar okay wednesday night like yeah it's our night but like sometimes that just has to be the reality Mm -hmm. but it goes against like what your expectation is or might be and so it's a tricky thing like I think the solutions are easy in theory Mm -hmm. if life didn't happen and if you had all the time in the world and if you didn't have to work a full-time job and if you didn't have kids that need you 24 7 (laughs) in reality it's easy but these things are really hard to do. 
in the day to day. They are. And I think a lot of it is also like you're having to figure out what to do with those little kids too. Yeah. (laughs) And like having the resources, I think is always a tricky part. Like for date nights, it's involving a lot of other, not a lot of other people, but involving other people. Yeah. Too. It's not just like, oh, we're just going to go out. We're going to go blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, no, we need to find a babysitter. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure they're free. We need to make sure like the kids are ready. For me, it's always stressful leaving the kids with the babysitter. It is. Because it's like, okay, I need to make sure they have all this stuff. They know what to do. If they wake up, this is it. Or I'm figuring out, okay, when can I feed Rowan to where I won't have to pump while we're gone? Mm-hmm. Or to make sure he has milk in the fridge. Like there's all of these extra factors that make it almost like too exhausting Yeah, sometimes, which is hard. But the date nights and the intentional time are worth it. You do it. And date yeah. nights can also be at home. Like mm-hmm. it just needs to be the intentional part. I think that's important. Yeah. For a lot of these, especially we learned that really well during COVID. and i think i think like for us like people will have different differing views on this but like we were pregnant during covid Mm -hmm. we had logan during like the heat of covid and so our like first we got pregnant 10 weeks into our marriage so you know (laughs) i can say we didn't have we didn't what our life was like before kids is mm-hmm. different. I mean, obviously, we spent almost a full year together before he was born, being married. But that year was absolutely beautiful because mm-hmm. we were home together 24-7. We were never apart for more than, like, three hours. That's like, crazy. we were in such a beautiful, sweet spot of being newlyweds and being home. And, like, there was not stress. There was not pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, everything truly was so magical for us. I know like being home was not it for everybody, but like for us, like it was it. Like we were so happy. And then, you know, Logan was born and we were still in this like beautiful bubble and we had to experience every, all the doctor's appointments and everything regarding his cleft and surgery. And we were, that was hard, but we were still in this beautiful bubble of like, it's, it was two of us. Now it's three of us and it's three of us against the world. And we were on each other's team, like Mm -hmm. hardcore. And that lasted all the way until I had to go back to work until March of that following year. And once that happened, like when reality hit and we were both working full time and we were both trying to like parent full time, like that's when things got hard Mm -hmm. because that's when things got real. And we hadn't, had to face the mm-hmm. real world before and so it it was really hard and I think like going into a marriage and like it was this like most beautiful incredible thing ever and then like reality hits like to me that hit me really hard because I was mm-hmm. I just had this like idea of like marriage is always going to be this like beautiful thing and it's yeah. always just going to be like us against the world and we're always going to be so in sync and then like all of a sudden we stopped being in sync and it was like what is happening you know like now we have to like plan and be intentional and all of these things that we did not have to do before Mm -hmm. and so I was not expecting those things to happen and so when they did it it was 
really, really hard to kind of face that and figure out like, now what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. how do we get back there? Because we know how sweet it can be. Right. And it's not like that right now. So like, what do we do? Um, Something David and I, we did some counseling before we were married um, with a using um, some research and like foundational tools from a couple, the Gottmans. And as I was kind of going through some of this stuff, um, like I had mentioned earlier, research shows that two out of three couples report a decline in relationship satisfaction up to three years after having a baby. And that's a really long, that's a long time. time. Like that's a long stretch. And then imagine like adding more than one baby Mm -hmm. and like that resetting more, you know, an initial three years. And so, you know, that's a lot of people, two out of three couples. Mm -hmm. And that's a really long time for, you know, a (laughs) decline in relationship satisfaction to happen. And so part of what that research did was they looked at that one third of couples that were like, we're good, you know, and like, what did they do so differently that the other two thirds didn't? And it turns out they were able to share in that transition together when they were bringing home baby. So the couples that did transition together strongly, they had a strong sense of friendship. They practiced conflict management and they tackled the varying needs of a newborn as a team. Like, and so that is just being in sync with one another, recognizing and reminding yourself that you guys are on the same team. And I think like, we know that, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we forget that. And we don't always operate of like, you and I, we are on the same team because sometimes I swear we're on different teams and we have different like mm-hmm. our finish lines look very different when in reality they are the same. Yeah. Going about them in different ways, um, yeah. which can cause some conflict. But it's just very interesting, like remembering like we are doing this together. We are on a marriage together. Like we're together for the rest of our lives. Right. Sometimes when we have conflict, David's like, well, you're stuck with me. (laughs) Like, it's too bad. Like, I'm sorry that this sucks right now, but like, we're together for life. And sometimes like, damn, like, you're right. Like, we are. (laughs) We're together for life. And like, sometimes that feels hard. But other days Mm -hmm. it's like, thank goodness. Like, right. Like, we are together for life because we are on the same team and we have a lot of the same loves and like I am so grateful that I get to live this life with him forever Mm -hmm. like it's a huge blessing but I think just like that reminder of like the need to work in sync Mm -hmm. is so powerful because when you're on the other side and you're not in sync it can be really detrimental to I think so too and it can be scary because you're like what are we what are we doing yeah (laughs) How are we going to fix this? What's happening? Yeah. I think with that, like having that strong, um, like friendship is huge because then you're able to find like the funny moments in like the chaos or like, I don't know, Ryan and I were having an argument the other day and we were like, all right, I don't know what we're arguing about, but then we look over and Ruth and Rowan are like playing with each other. Yeah. And like making jokes. And that like breaks the tension and reminds us of like, this is what we're supposed to be focusing on. Not this stupid thing that we're fighting over or like whatever. And I think friendship, having that strong friendship 
before and remembering that you're on the same team, what your priorities are, can kind of break you out of that fog, fighting fog, I guess you could call it. It's huge. Definitely. And I think, too, it goes back to, like, a level of respect that you Mm -hmm. need to have for your partner. Because sometimes, like, if the way in which you speak to one another, you Mm -hmm. know, like, tone of voice, I think mm, probably 90% of our disagreements or arguments are involving tone of voice. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, what is actually being said, Mm -hmm. but how someone is saying something. Oh, yeah. So, you know, instead of, like, snapping and phrasing something so negatively, like, really refreshing your brain and like thinking things through like what's a more positive reflective way that I can say this and it's funny because like in a lot of the like modern parenting like mm-hmm. that's what you do you don't like say don't do this you say you know chairs are not for standing you can mm-hmm. sit on your chair right like we are like being that's how we're raising our kids is talking to them in that way, mm-hmm. not so negatively and rephrasing things. And mm-hmm. I don't always do that with my spouse. So just really being intentional about like, not just what I say, but how I say mm-hmm. that. And what's a better way that I can say that? Oh, yeah. And with that, I think also just like expressing admiration towards them. Yeah. Letting him know that they're loved and like just reminding each other that you do love each other (laughs) (laughs) or that you're not just you know Ryan's not just Ruth and Rowan's dad but he is my husband and yeah he's that before everything else and just reminding him of that I think it's huge and like appreciating him for all of the dumb things that I have him do you know (laughs) um I think it's a really big helpful part because that was something I mean, Ryan changed most of Ruth's diapers. Yeah. First, like, three months of her life because I had such bad carpal tunnel. And, like, I would forget that, like, no, he's up and he's feeding her and he's doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I remember one time I finally was just like, thanks for, like, getting up and changing her diaper while I'm pumping or whatever. And he was like, I really needed to hear that. I just really <laughs> needed to hear it. And it's like, oh, like, there are moments where... You know, just a nice little phrase sometimes. Yeah. Nice little thank you. Makes a big, big difference. Totally. And I think sometimes like when I am frustrated and David is frustrated, we're both frustrated at the same time. I think like in this moment, what do I need? Like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that's like, I just want him to say something nice to me or about me or like something nice in this moment. And it makes me stop and think, okay, like, even though I'm very frustrated right now and I don't want to talk to him like what I need is probably also what he needs to like he probably needs a lot of grace in this moment or he probably needs me to remind him that I love him and that I'm grateful for him so sometimes like even though I'm clenching my fists you know under the table I can say like I love you and thank Mm -hmm. you for doing that or um just like what I need is probably also what he needs like when it comes to mm-hmm. like just love and like affection and things like that, even when it's really hard to do and I'm not always the best at doing it. I think a lot of times I think a lot of positive things about him without actually 
saying them mm-hmm. and I need to be better about like actually verbalizing all yeah. of the appreciation that I have for him because he is super, super incredible. And I think I should probably tell him that more. Oh yeah. Same here. Not to <laughs> David, but like, you know. <laughs> I mean, he'd probably like that too. <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. But <laughs> I think that's huge. And I think like we used to do like this journal thing every Sunday. And it would kind of talk about like what made you happy this week. I remember what the questions were. But yeah. But it was a time where it was like an intentional time for us to say those things to each other or like also talk about things that were hard. But it was an intentional time to do that. And I think we both typically left that that meeting, whatever you want to call it, check-in, feeling either well, then depends. The other questions are tricky. But at yeah. first, you're feeling good, right? You're like, this is a nice, like, yeah, time to actually look back on yeah. those things. And I really enjoyed that. We should probably do that again. But yeah, because I think sometimes for us, like, at the end of the day, like, we reconvene on the couch or upstairs in our room and we're sitting there, but we're both, like, on our phones like decompressing and we're like decompressing together but we're not actually like Mm -hmm. having any intentional time Mm -hmm. with each other and so I think just being more thoughtful of let's just take five minutes Mm -hmm. together you know to spend this time together because I think it is super super important and again it's not always easy and life happens Which is why it's so hard to do those things. But I think like the benefit is so much greater than not doing it. Oh, for sure. But I think that's kind of where it comes back to like just expressing and communicating with each other. Yeah. Like, hey, we're both sitting here. Can we talk? Yeah. Like be together. I think that's huge and not always easy to do. Or if you're like me, you expect him to be able to read your mind because <laughs> you're laying there next to him, you know? He's the snow. Totally. <laughs> you're supposed to know without yeah. saying it. Totally. Yeah. And but, I think oh, go ahead. with that, like this week, like I, part of my like mom feel for the week is mm-hmm. that I experienced some like mom rage. Mm-hmm. like I know we talked about that last week but like this <laughs> week was like perfect prime example of that for me um Logan was not sleeping even though he was incredibly tired and David was out and I had texted him that I was frustrated and I was exhausted and mm-hmm. all of this and my expectation in that moment was that he would come and help right I didn't like say that you know mm-hmm. so he thought like he was good but my expectation was like I really freaking am exhausted and this is like too much for me to handle mm-hmm. and he somehow that didn't translate to him he didn't understand that <laughs> and so like part of my expectation was that he would be there and he wasn't so then I was frustrated at him I was super frustrated at Logan and I just kind of like lost it and I was just so angry like I And I don't know where that anger comes from sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I can't control it. But your body gets hot and you're just like, it's there. And you let it out. And I instantly, like, I yelled. And I was just so frustrated. And I just broke down in tears. And I was Mm -hmm. so 
sad and guilty. And it was awful. And Logan saw me crying and he started crying and he was like, mama, no cry, no cry. And he came and he was giving me hugs and like putting his little hands on my mouth so I could stop crying <laughs> and like wiping my tears. And he was like, mama. Oh, buddy. And that was really hard. And part of that was like my expectation for Logan was that he would go to bed because mm-hmm. he was tired and I was tired and I needed a break. And he honest to goodness, just really needed to sleep. And my expectation for David is, was at that time, like, I'm telling you, I'm having a really hard time with this and I need you to come help me. But I didn't like verbally say, please come back and help me. (laughs) So my expectation for him was different than like the reality. And so like, now there's just this like frustration between everybody. And now I'm Mm -hmm. frustrated and I'm upset. And then I just kind of lost it. And so that was just really hard. And it's just a good reminder. Like I was talking to David about it today and I was like, I think I like made like some sort of passive aggressive joke about it. And then he was like, no, let me read the text messages. Like, I'll tell you what I said. And I was like, no, but let me read you the text messages and I'll tell you what I said. And so our interpretation of that was very different. And the way that I reacted is very different to him. So he really had no idea. And I had no idea that he had no idea. So there was just this like, (laughs) it was just a good reminder of like, okay, this is why communication is so important with your spouse, because what he was thinking was so far different than what I was thinking. And like, just the outcome of that could have been much different. If I maybe have communicated better or you know he had understood where I had come from a little bit differently Mm -hmm. but he can't do that if I don't explain that so anyway it was just a good reminder today of like why having those like vulnerable conversations and being explicit and just you know (laughs) addressing all of that that communication Mm -hmm. in a marriage after a baby is so important huge Huge, huge. And I think one thing we didn't really talk about it a ton, but just like checking in with your spouse and like asking them, like, how are you doing? Because yeah. I know like I've had some rage moments lately. And like just later, Ryan just being like, How are you doing now? Mm. Like, how are you feeling? Like, and it makes a huge difference because then I'm not feeling like I'm always constantly having to tell him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And vice versa. So I think sometimes remembering, like, it's okay to ask your spouse how they're doing. Just checking in. It's a big, it can, it can make a big difference in your day. Yeah. And really, like, being intentional about that and not asking that without being ready to listen. Take it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You gotta be ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Oh. But all in all, marriage is great. It is. It It is is. amazing. (laughs) It's not easy and babies don't make it easier. No. But it's worth it and it's great to have a partner with you going through it all. Yeah, I agree. 100% could not do this parenting thing without David and super grateful for him. And, you know, he is so much more amazing than I think I give him credit four so yeah definitely gives me a lot to think on and reflect on and I have some homework I know I was thinking, <laughs> for I this week 
<laughs> like I need to go talk to Ryan now. Yeah. <laughs> we do have some great men in our lives. Some great yeah. husbands, daddies. They're great guys. We do. And I think I was thinking about this this week too, is like the way the level of involvement that they have in our kids' lives and the level of connection is just so great. And I am just so excited to one day see the reward of mm-hmm. that because that's not at all what my life was like Same. growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even re- honestly remember spending time with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I can maybe think of like one or two times. Like, nothing though stands out to me. And that's just the reality. And so, just like, how lucky are these kids going to be mm-hmm. to like have fathers that are like not only in their lives, but incredibly involved, mm-hmm. you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, like to be mm-hmm. able to connect with our kids. And, you know, I think there will certainly be times that Logan will trust David more than me to share right. things with. And like, what a freaking blessing to be able to have that because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so just the way that he has stepped up to take on that role is so incredible. And, you know, I think there's going to be such a sweet reward in being able to walk through life with, you know, a partner. It's certainly not easy. (laughs) You know, it's definitely not easy, but it is incredible. And I think to be able to know, like, for life, even when it's hard, like, we are going to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is no option for us. Nope. So you can either live in misery forever or you can say, OK, we're going to be together for life. And like, let's make this work. You know, I love it. Yes, I love it. There, Yeah. The, <laughs> I love that there's no option. Here's <laughs> you're in it. Like, I can just picture David saying it too. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which always like he says it to like break the ice. I'm always like, oh like gotcha seething you know yeah <laughs> with some frustration is like well it's too bad like <laughs> too bad like which i am oh, grateful man. that he has the same uh expectation for me <laughs> yes marriage. like thank goodness that he is not ever trying to find a loophole out of this because you know no. marriage to me is just as hard mm-hmm. if not harder so <laughs> yeah it's team team effort there. Team effort. Yeah. Well, how about next week we talk about something sim- not similar, but on the same page. Yeah. We can talk about mental health after baby. <laughs> <laughs> what a big one. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think all of these things are tied so closely together. Like They're how, close. you know. <laughs> Like hard things about motherhood. Well, sometimes a lot of those have to do with marriage. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes those things have to do with postpartum and anxiety and depression and all of those things. Like they don't operate separate. None of them mm-hmm. actually. So <laughs> might mm-hmm. as well just throw that into the mix. And, you know, yeah. again, those things that just don't get talked about often enough. but are very present and very real mm-hmm. i think in all of our lives so yeah it'll might be, as well get to it <laughs> yeah it'll be good it'll be it'll be a good episode yeah 
But with that, tell me, what was your win this week? Um, My win is tonight. I jumped onto the elliptical for 20 minutes. Nice. Just to like, I was exhausted mm-hmm. and didn't want to. But I was like, you know what? David makes time to go and work out. He does. And you know what? The kitchen is still going to be dirty in 20 minutes. Because I oftentimes I'm like, well, I can't go do that because I have to do this or I have mm-hmm. to switch the laundry. I have to fold laundry. I have to clean this up. And I'm just kind of tired of not putting myself as a priority um, mm-hmm. because then also that leads to frustration mm-hmm. and leads to mental health stuff. And, you know, whatever. They're all so tied in. And so we just need to make time for myself and like have that be OK. Love too. it. Yes. So maybe it'll just be today. Hopefully it'll be more than just one day. But, you know, baby steps. That's the first step. Just one day at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. Or as the Peloton instructor will say, one step at a time. (laughs) Well, that's all you can do, man. I was counting down those seconds, though. (laughs) I was like, my gosh, really? Ten more minutes? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. What about you? Um, my win is I'm currently sitting at the coast. Beautiful. Um, which is so fun. But typically or in the past since Rowan, um, trips are very hard and stressful. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, no, we're not we went on one trip back in April. And I was like, never again. Like, just mm. no. Like, this is awful. Like, the kids weren't sleeping. Ruth gets car sick and was like throwing up or sick. And Rowan was crying. It was just not. Um, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> and so I was just like, we're not doing any more trips. And then, um, right, like, we're getting towards the end of the summer. And I was kind of like, I do want to go somewhere. It's so hot where we live. I just it's miserable. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here anymore. It's so hot. Um, and so we were able to stay at a friend's beach house. And so we made it. And Yay. there was no throwing up. There wasn't even like random potty stops. Nice. No accidents. Ruth did great. Amazing. We, we stopped in like midway and got out. She, I don't even think she went to the bathroom then. I don't think she did. Hmm. I don't know. She held it for a while. And then, um, yeah, fed Rowan, packed him back up, and we made it all the way here. Everyone survived. There's only a little bit of a little bit of crying. (laughs) We're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Um, That's a huge win. It is that is a huge win for us. So that's my win this week. That's a big win. And it'll continue for the next few days. So Yay. That'll be good. Enjoy that sand and those messy kids. Oh, I know. They're going to, well, Ruth doesn't love water, but <laughs> we try it and she's just like, mm. I mean, we went with you guys the other day and she sat and just ate snacks. Like, Yeah. She's not into it. She's never been a water baby though, ever. Never. Since she was little, she was never really into it. No, she's like, why, why? It's like her dad. She's like, why am I here? Why, <laughs> why am I outside it? right now? Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Rowan's like, more, get me in more. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him at the beach. It'll be good. And good. Ruth can hang out with Ryan. 
Yeah. <laughs> in the shade, they'll be good. <laughs> yes. It'll be fun. Oh, so exciting. So fun. And then your fail was the rage. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> yeah. But I think we've all been there. Like, yeah, it's a hard thing to share. So thank you for your vulnerability in that one. It's hard and to I, admit sometimes. It was. And I think what was hard, too, is like that feeling of like sadness afterwards, like didn't go away. Like mm-hmm. it took a, an hour or two for me to really like recover from that feeling of just like man like that it just felt so out of control yeah and is definitely like not how I want wanted to feel or how I wanted to like express myself and so the fact that I did it was just so hard and the fact that like Logan was comforting me was just Mm -hmm. so hard and it made me feel so sad and even like after the fact like it couple of hours later he would come up to me and he would like come to my face and say mama cry I was like not not anymore baby like you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just hard it was like man like to have Logan see me like that was hard too Mm -hmm. you know and then I having to just say like I'm sorry buddy that I got so frustrated and totally not his fault like it was Mm -hmm. just kind of where we were at in that moment and you know it was just you know it's one of those like sobering moments of like man like okay here I am and it did help that I did text you after the fact because I was like okay well we've opened up this conversation like (laughs) you know sometimes these things happen and sometimes it's hard to feel like you're the only one going through it so Mm -hmm. you know being able to just like vent that or like confess that was vulnerable and hard and embarrassing but it's like okay well if we're gonna be open like (laughs) here here we are (laughs) here we are we're gonna be open and you know yeah and I appreciated the text once I got it (laughs) (laughs) having phone issues and I was like oh my gosh look at these text messages Kim has sent me (laughs) yeah I was like oh but it like it made me also feel like, okay, I'm not alone. Because when it happens, it happens. It's yeah. okay. And I think it's <laughs> also like a good learning experience for the kids too. Of like them realizing like, oh, moms and dads get frustrated. And like, we also make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and like kind of modeling that like asking for forgiveness or like, However you go about whatever happened, I think is always a good teachable moment. Not that you want to be in that moment. Yeah. (laughs) It can be a really big teachable moment for them. Yeah. Like twice in my lifetime, I've had to apologize to Logan. And like, (laughs) that's the most humbling, like feeling ever Mm -hmm. to look at a one-year-old and say, I am sorry. Mm -hmm. Like that's soul crushing. (laughs) You know, and then they just look to, at you all cute, like, okay, mama. <laughs> yeah. And just like the love and the grace that they give after that, it's like, mm-hmm. I am so undeserving of that. <sighs> uh, by the way. So it but it is hard. It's hard to like feel that low mm-hmm. and still get that kind of love. It's like, oh it gets like, yeah. Like I don't deserve that. And then it makes you think of like 
God's love for you and like the grace Mm -hmm. that he gives. And that's a whole other thing. But it is just soul crushing to have to apologize to a one-year-old. And it's like, it's hard. Like Mm -hmm. to physically get the words out of my body Mm -hmm. just feels awful. So that's an interesting experience. But, you know, hopefully Logan can learn from me and just you know like it does happen and it's awful and there's a lot of like sorrow that I feel after that and it's not a habit but it is the reality sometimes like I'm not always perfect but you know that's some of those things that like you don't prepare for when you're a parent like how you're going to react or how you're going to respond like when you as a parent have a meltdown Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like you know, what that's going to look like or how you're going to apologize to your children. Like, you don't ever really learn that (laughs) because that was certainly never modeled to me. I don't think I've ever really had my parents say sorry to me. So that's foreign Mm -hmm. just in general. So I don't know. I don't think I have either. It's just a very vulnerable feeling i think probably on both ends like as a parent and as a child right but i think that's kind of at least ryan i talk a lot about like breaking some like family habits Mm -hmm. (laughs) the cycles yeah yes like breaking those cycles and that's kind of one of the things that we're like no she needs to or like they need to experience this and see this and Mm -hmm. i'm hoping it makes a difference with how they deal with emotions and confrontation and all of that as well. Totally. Yeah. We have a lot of conversations about not like eliciting like shame and guilt, mm-hmm. like when they mess up. So like when mm-hmm. we mess up, like not eliciting like that shame and guilt, because, you know, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But, yeah. you know, those feelings of shame and guilt can really like off track or, you know, on track into some negative spaces mm-hmm. so like how do you flip the script and like <laughs> teach your children to be better than you when you are still yourself yeah not there <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's a good conversation for another day but it is <laughs> it's good it's all good oh on that note, anything else that you have to share before we kind of wrap up? I I don't think so. My fail just kind of goes with the theme of this week of Ryan and I are kind of transitioning out of like family in town and school starting back up and just a lot of other stressors. So we have not been on our best A game marriage wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just figuring that out and just you know, learning as we go. It's kind of my fail of the week of like, (laughs) we didn't do our best this week, but we also acknowledged it and are game planning it. Yeah. So that's a step. But yeah. Right there with you. (laughs) Definitely using some of these uh, tips and tricks to kind of (laughs) jumpstart this week. It's just, I think it's always just a very humbling experience to be reminded of all of the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and really allows to reflect on like what you want yeah right (laughs) i was like 
I don't think it's a coincidence this podcast that we're doing this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But next week should be fun and (laughs) (laughs) we're good. So thanks for joining us, everyone. All right. Stay tuned.